Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Welcome to episode number 53. This is your host, Arielle Wozniak. Um, And today I'm trying something new. I'm actually out on my back porch recording this episode. Um, I have started recording this like five times now and the sound quality doesn't sound amazing. So I'm hoping that um, you'll actually be able to hear me clearly and there won't be any crackling or breaking up, but um, I really am just very comfortable out here on the porch today. And so Um, I didn't want to go inside to my normal spot to record, and we also have family over, so it's just easier for me to be out here. But anyway, I want to talk to you today about what I consider to be the key to living life joyfully in the midst midst of uncertainty. Um, That was a mouthful to get out, but uh, I feel like there are a couple of things that I've been able to do to really start to to be okay with uncertainty. I won't say that um, I've mastered all of this and now like I'm just okay with not knowing what's going on because that would be a lie, but I have gotten to a much better place where before I just felt like I always had to know what was going to come next and that created a lot of anxiety in my life. And <clears throat> right now, The reason why I decided to record this episode now, this has been something that's been on my list for weeks to record an episode about living with uncertainty um, and not really related to like the COVID stuff, um, but more so thinking about in our walk of becoming a mom or going through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and not really knowing when it will end um, and me experiencing anxiety even now sometimes for different reasons. Um, This was on my heart to record this episode, but just never really got around to it. And now um, I'm actually going through a situation where it's critical that I learn to live with the uncertainty that I'm currently facing. So I've shared um, on a past episode that I was diagnosed with TMJ, which is, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but it's basically a disorder with your jaw. And so um, it's something that I am seeking treatment for, but um, in the midst of seeking treatment for that, um, I was it was recommended that I see a neurologist. The neurologist had me come in for an appointment and kind of went through some basics with me. And at the end of our appointment, he made his recommendations, one of which was for me to start taking this medication that was going to help with headaches. Um, thankfully, I've not had to take that at all. Uh, And that was about two months ago now that I saw him. Um, But he had me schedule a a MRI and uh, some blood work to basically get down to the bottom of it and make sure that it is the TMJ that's causing some of the unpleasant symptoms that I've been experiencing, primarily like the dizziness and the headaches. And so he wanted to to get this testing done just to make sure that there's nothing more... um, like nothing more serious or any other underlying issues. And so that to me was, um, I don't know, it just made me pretty anxious that I had to go and like get all this testing done and that he didn't, 
he couldn't say like definitively, yes, it is the TMJ that's causing these issues in your life. Um, but more so that he has to go through a process and figure out what it is that's causing it and before he can say, yes, without a doubt, I believe it's the TMJ. And even then, I mean, you can't say for sure, like you just don't know until you try treating it. And if that actually works and you're like, okay, that's what it was. Um, so I, like I said, that was about two months ago that I had that appointment and that gave me enough time to actually get the MRI done, get the blood work done and for him to get the results back of that testing. So I had my MRI scheduled. Um, they reached out to me probably like a week after. Oh my gosh. Sorry guys. There's a bug. Like I said, I'm outside <laughs> on the porch. Um, but so the, the office for the MRI reached out to me probably like a week or so after I had my appointment with him, but, um, they wanted to schedule an MRI for like a week from then. So basically like two weeks after having my appointment with him, I was supposed to have the MRI. I did not go to that appointment. So I had it scheduled, but I did not go to that appointment because I was just really, really like anxious about that. And knowing that I would not be able to follow up with him for basically a month and a half. And so I'd be waiting kind of that entire time. Um, I know the time passes anyway, but in my head, that's what I was thinking is that I don't want to go and get this MRI done so early in this process and then be waiting for a month and a half to hear back the results of it. I just felt like I would be really just kind of anxious about hearing immediately and knowing something from that test. And so, um, I had the appointment and I just didn't go literally just didn't show up. Um, and so <clears throat> it wasn't until recently that his office called me and they wanted to confirm my appointment and they typically confirm appointments like two or so weeks out just because he, um, is really backed up with his schedule. And so they reached out to me to confirm the appointment and just wanted to make sure that I actually got the MRI done and that I got the blood work done and, I had not done either of those things. Um, and so I was kind of in a crunch to get those things done pretty much immediately. And so I went ahead and scheduled the MRI and um, got the blood work done as well. So I scheduled the MRI for this past Wednesday, I believe it was. And I'm recording this on a Friday. So um, I believe it was a Wednesday, could have been a Tuesday whatever day it was, I had the MRI, um, and getting the MRI really wasn't like anything that major. They do, if you've been in an MRI before, then you like have seen the machine and what have you, but they wanted to do a scan of my brain. And so that meant that they had to actually put this kind of like somewhat like a, a, a plastic cage over my head and you lay down on the like little bed thing and they put you in the machine and it's about 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, but that was pretty easy. Um, and walked out of there and like you get dressed and everything. And the lady's like walking me out. Uh, I guess she's the technician and she's walking me out of the office and she's like, do you have any questions or anything like that? Um, this was after she, obviously she knows that I'll follow up my doctor and stuff. But, um, so she asked me if I had any questions and my one question to her was, um, if I had like a major brain tumor or something like that would you all tell me like immediately instead of having to wait until I go back to the doctor because I see him on Monday. Um, and she was like, yeah, we have like doctors watching over. Uh, and so if you don't get a call in the next couple of days, then just consider like no news is good news. I hate that. No news is good news. I want you to tell me the news. 
whether it's good, bad, whatever, like don't just say nothing because there's nothing going on. And so, um, I am still in that process of waiting. And, um, I mean, they could call today and say, Hey, we came across a major issue. We don't, um, we don't want to wait and we need you to come in immediately. And so I am in this, this place of waiting, like literally not knowing what those results will show. And today is Friday, like I said, so I still have a few more days of waiting and I won't know on Monday, like first thing in the morning, it's actually in the afternoon. So I have my appointment, I think at like 2.45. So I'll still have the majority of Monday to go through still sitting in this uncertainty. Um, and so it was Wednesday. So I had most of the day Wednesday because I went first thing in the morning on Wednesday and Thursday I had, um, all of Thursday and then I'll have all of today to, um, to be sitting and waiting. I lied. It wasn't Wednesday. It's hard to keep up with days when it's not like so much structure, but either way, um, Thursday. So it was Thursday yesterday, kind of a blur. Um, so yeah, I had my appointment yesterday morning, first thing in the morning, like once I woke up, got showered, that's where I went immediately. Um, and so, yeah, so I had all of Thursday, I'll have all of today, and then I'll have Saturday, Sunday, most of Monday before I hear something back. And someone's doing some construction over somewhere. So if you hear that noise, I apologize, but hopefully you can still hear me clearly. So the point of me telling you this is that I am currently sitting in the uncertainty and I have no way of finding out anything any sooner. There's nothing that I could do that would make me get a response or an answer sooner. Nothing. Which is hard for someone like me who feels like I can do something and create a response or something of that nature, but I can do nothing but wait. The same way that it is when you're in um, the midst of anxiety or depression, you can't make it stop. Because if you could, you definitely would. I mean, no one would go through this if we had like complete control and we could snap our fingers and be like, I'm done with depression or anxiety or whatever it is. But that's not how it works. And the same way that we don't know when this pandemic will end. We're sitting in the waiting period. We're in the midst of the uncertainty. So how do we move through that process filled with joy and not allowing that to determine what our days look like? So the first thing that I have found to be helpful is to relinquish the control. Really, it's the perceived control because as I stated, I don't actually have any control over the situation. But in my mind, I'm thinking, what can I do to change the outcome? Or what can I do to get this information sooner? I've got to relinquish what control I think I have. And the best example that really comes to my mind um, as a mom is watching your children do something that you know 
you could do quicker and better than they could do. Like cleaning up, for example, or really watching anyone when it's something that you feel like I've got this under control. I know how to do this. But if you're watching someone else do it. So we actually have been um, baking quite a bit with us being at home more often. And my children love to be a part of that process. Like they want to actually be the ones like they want to scoop out the flour and pour it in the bowl and crack open the egg and put in the sugar. And they want to be invested in the process. Problem is, is that they're a lot messier than I would like this to be. They move a little bit slower. Um, They don't measure things as precisely. They don't stir the way that I would want to stir or pour batter the way that I would want to pour batter. Um, They've got a different process. They just, they do. And so it's a lot for me to stand back and say, you know what? I relinquish control of this situation. I'm just going to give up what power I think I have and let it go the way that it's going to go. And I can tell you this. Every time I've done that, maybe the recipe didn't turn out exactly as it was supposed to be, but out of that, we've gotten a better experience. We're able to be at peace because I'm not getting annoyed or aggravated that they're not doing it the way that I would do it. And they're not experiencing that either. So we're all able to actually enjoy the moment because I've given up that control that I think I have. So in this situation that I'm in currently, that's exactly what I have to do. I have to relinquish the power that I think that I have and stop trying to control the situation. The second thing that has been helpful to me is to literally just accept that I must live with uncertainty. Each and every one of us, whether we realize it or not, we live with uncertainty every single day. Like literally when you wake up, you don't know what's going to happen when you get out of the bed. You don't even know if you will wake up or if you will if you will physically be able to get out of the bed. You don't know that your eyes will open. You don't know that your sight will still be in place and that your hearing will be in place. Um, that your brain will still function in a way that you can get up and walk. You don't know any of these things. We don't even know that we have tomorrow. We live with uncertainty every single day. We get in a car not knowing if we'll actually make it to our destination safely. We walk out our door not knowing that we'll be safe or that something won't happen to us. We live with this uncertainty every single day. So you have the choice of being uh, in fear or just accepting this is not something that's within my, my circle of responsibilities. I accept that, man, I'm just not in control of this situation. I accept that things are going to be uncertain. That's just the life that I, I, I am leading. That's what life is. 
Um, and I think it's, it's really powerful when you accept that there are just certain things that outside of your control, outside of your control. And so there's no point in trying to control those things and then getting to a place where you're frustrated and anxious and fearful and just not living life fully. But if you can learn to accept that there are just, and there are things that I don't know, there are things that I just have to, to live with, then you have that power. If you were to, let's say using the car, for example, like actually getting in a car, not knowing if you're going to get to your destination safely. If you were to say, I will never get in a car again, unless I know that I will make it to my destination safely, you'd never get in a car. You would live your life being cautious and not wanting to, to take that risk. We take risks every day without even realizing it. So if you can learn to accept that that's just what life is, then you get a lot more freedom if you can do that. Uh, the third thing that I want to um, point out or something that's kind of helped me is to, to cherish the time that you do have. Cherish the time that you do have. Stay present in that moment. This moment right here is the only time that we know for a fact that we have. I don't know that I'll be alive even 15 seconds into the future. One second into the future even. We don't know how many days we have. And out of those days that we have, we don't even know the quality of those days. There's only one person who knows, and that is God. He's the only one who knows the number of days that each of us will have on this earth. And so I think you do yourself a, a huge injustice by trying to predict and living in the future of what if. If you can stay present in today, that's where you can enjoy life. If you're living your life in the future of what if this happens or what if I never get healed or what if, what if, what if, what if. You can drive yourself crazy that way. And trust me, I have been in that spot. But if you just learn to, to just stop doing all of that mental activity and living within the future, then you can truly enjoy today's moment. Because I mean, I could get to Monday and they could say, hey, we actually tried reaching out to you over the weekend and weren't able to to get a hold of you, but you do have a massive brain tumor and there's nothing we could do about it. What can I do? I have the choice of then sulking over what life I don't get, or I can just be super present in the life that I do get. I know that none of us want to get to the end of our days and look back and realize that we didn't spend time living. We spent time worried about 
whether or not we would live or how we would live or the the things that we would have or whatever it might be. None of us wants to be like that. So it, it makes sense for you to live in now. Bring yourself back to the present moment. When you experience that anxiety about the future or that fear about the future, bring yourself back to present. I apologize for that disruption. That bug that I had mentioned earlier came flying right at me and the microphone. So um, as I was saying, for me, like being present in this moment, that is looking around, seeing the outdoors. I can see the grass and the trees. I can hear the sounds that are happening around me and the construction in the background. I hear my sound as it, or my voice as that sound comes out of my mouth. Um, just being present in it now and experiencing all of my life as it is in this moment, not in the future, but as I'm actually experiencing it now. And then the last thing is, uh, this is major for me or really for anyone who's a planner, um, but to just expect that things won't always go as planned. And there's a quote, um, I, I feel like it's the book Flowers for Algernon or Algernon or something like that. Um, but the quote in the book says, even the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. And that quote has stuck with me. I believe I read that book in like seventh grade. That quote has stuck with me for all of these years because it is so true. You can have great plans. You can have the best plan for your life and know exactly what you want to do, where you want to be, your five-year vision, your 10-year vision. Like You can have it outlined, bullet points. You've got it down. But it may not come to pass the way that you envision it or the way that you see it. We're not actually the ones who are in control of what life looks like and how life happens. We can have the great plans, but that doesn't mean that it's actually going to turn out that way. And I'm not saying that to say that you shouldn't plan and you shouldn't um, come up with some sort of like vision for your life and the things that you want to accomplish. Absolutely. Definitely have those plans in place. But just expect that it's not going to happen exactly as you plan it and expect that those plans might have to change. In the case of me and not knowing what's going to happen on Monday um, and what results I might get, I've got, I've got big plans for my life. Um, and I believe that God has big plans for my life. Uh, he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he knows the plans that he has for us and they're good to give us a future and a hope. Um, and so I, I believe that he has great plans for me. But I don't know that the way that I planned it, so me going back to school, getting my master's degree, then going back and getting a PhD and becoming a psychologist eventually, like the next eight or so years, I don't know 
that it's going to happen exactly like that. But that doesn't mean that I won't plan it out. I absolutely have already planned it out. Like I said, I've gotten these things written down on paper and um, have them on a board for me to look at and reflect on and change and grow those plans as time goes on. But I'm okay knowing that those plans might not be the way that he planned it. And that is okay. I absolutely expect that things will not go the way that I plan. Sometimes they will. Sometimes you'll plan like an event or something and everything will be executed exactly how you plan it. But then there will be those times where you put in a ton of effort and you planned out everything. You knew the time that people were supposed to arrive, the meals that you were having, the games you might play and had everything perfectly packaged up. And then the day of something happens and now you have to totally change your plans. If you already expected that things aren't always going to go as planned, it'll be a lot easier for you to pivot and to adjust and to just be okay with that versus if you're someone who's hard set on this is the way it has to go. Then when that wrench in your plans appears, you can't deal with it. It brings about that anxiety and that fear and anger. And so I don't want to live like that. And I hope that you don't want to either. So it's it's best to make those plans, but just expect that things won't always go the way you plan. And so those are the, the four things really that I, I feel have been the key to living with joy in the midst of uncertainty. And it's an acronym, which as I was writing it out, didn't even realize that I was starting to spell this out. But the acronym is RACE. You relinquish your power, accept that you must live with uncertainty, cherish the time you do have, and expect that plans won't or things won't always go as planned. That's it. That's the key. And I I want to leave you with this. It's the serenity prayer. Um, I'm not sure if I've read this on the podcast before or not, but even if I have, it's a prayer that I feel like is one that can be read over you on a daily basis. So if you would, just for a moment, kind of calm yourself and just focus on the words that I'm reading over you in this prayer and stand with me in agreement. So it says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to think, to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen.
I love that prayer. That is a prayer that brings me peace. I can't change everything. There are things that I can change and things that are in my responsibility um, or in my circle of responsibilities to change. I need to know the difference. And if you surrender to him, he's going to be the one who makes all things right, who works everything out, works everything out and who fixes things, not you. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode. Uh, Again, I apologize that I'm outside and I hope that the sound quality isn't too terrible and that this episode um, is well received. As always, um, I do want to invite you to become a part of my community and to get our newsletter. Um, For a while, our website was not working and just got that fixed, um, I believe two days ago now. So you can actually go to defeatppd.com and sign up for our newsletter and become a part of our community. I would love that. And you can always reach out to me by email, info at defeatppd.com. I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye.